The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Well, we did it, Sherry. We did it. <laughs> this is shocking that we're actually able to record because we've tried, what, three times now? Yeah, three times. Sometimes I have this experience where it's just like, for whatever reason, the universe is like, you know what? Not today. This is not your day. And we had some Mercury retrograde stuff. We also just had some scheduling issues, but we made it. We're here. And thanks for having me. Oh my God. Thank you for being here. So I've actually talked to the listeners a little bit about, I call you my brain therapist. (laughs) That works. (laughs) I'm like, every time I talk about it, people are like, you're what? You're going to where? Um, So I want to give the listeners a little background. And I think when I initially talked to you about this, when we were doing an actual session, um, it's come to mind for me a lot because just in Nashville, it feels heavy lately after the gun violence that we had a couple weeks ago. And I think just like in general, the last couple years have rocked people. So I like to give the listeners any insight into maybe the impact some of that stuff has had on us. And then some of the ways that they can go about finding different facilitators if they are struggling. Sure. That's why you're here today. So let's go back and let's just kind of give the basics of what I do with you is called lens neurofeedback therapy. Is that right? It's low energy neurofeedback. Oh, I didn't even know what that was. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So can you tell listeners what that is? Sure. Low energy neurofeedback is there's two systems in your brain. One's chemical and one's electrical. The chemical is the one that most people address first. If you go to a traditional doctor or um, that's where the dopamine and the serotonin so you might end up on um, an anti-anxiety or an anti-depression med. It's typically because there's a chemical imbalance. But there's another system in the brain, and that's the electrical system. Mm -hmm. And the electrical system is just as important. Um, It plays a vital part in sending the information to different parts of your brain um, and keeping you in a focused, happy state as well, as well as um, being able to navigate through life in a different way. So what happens is when there's trauma in the brain and the brain 
can't tell the difference between physical trauma and emotional trauma. Okay. But when there's trauma, the brain will reroute those electrical patterns around the trauma in an effort to continue sending the information appropriately. But when that reroutes, a lot of time what happens is um, the information doesn't get through as clearly as it should. So low energy neurofeedback, um, what we do is we put two clips on your ear, and then we're sending a signal in at one and a half hertz, which is about 600 times less than your cell phone. But when I send that signal in, what happens is it um, stimulates the brainwave to come up out of the groove that it's created and move into a more efficient pattern. Okay. So uh, that's so fascinating to me. We have two, the two different types. Sure. So when we're seeking like a dopamine hit, that has nothing to do with the electrical wiring. That's the chemical, right? That's the chemical. Right. Okay. And so when I first came to you, I was just felt like I was in a haze all the time. And you were like, we're just going to like wake your brain back up because it basically had rewired itself. That's that correct. correct. It had rerouted it? around traumas and traumas is what your brain perceives at the moment that it happens. It doesn't have to be this big, ugly, horrible thing that you saw or experienced. It can just be stress. It can be um, just trying to deal with life. You just Mm -hmm. kind of push down the feelings and you kind of move around them. Um, And so after a while, your brain kind of looks like spaghetti. It's, Mm -hmm. It's rerouting around all these things and things just aren't running efficiently anymore. So like what kind of conditions are you seeing? I said I felt just in a haze, mm-hmm. but other thi- what are other things are you seeing that your patients come in with? Depression, anxiety, sleep problems, mm-hmm. um, ADD, ADHD, migraines, um, forgetfulness. Um, I mean, there's a variety of things. Anything that you kind of think of chemically, the electrical system has a part in that to do as well. So, okay, my question would be then, are we born, like you said ADHD, for example, mm-hmm. I've always understood ADHD to be something that like you were just born with and that was just your wiring. But is that something we acquire over time in our brain? It's like a coping mechanism almost or like how to, I guess I'm trying to figure out how this therapy would help with that. Sure. If it's just in your wiring. Well, you're using the word wiring and we're talking about electricity. So yeah. it had, does have a lot to do with it. Typically, what we see with um, ADD and ADHD is the frontal lobe is very quiet. It's asleep. It's genuinely okay. asleep. And so when you go in and you give it something like Adderall, mm-hmm. um, that's a stimulant. And so that oh. stimulant goes in and wakes that up, which is great because then you can focus. But the right. problem is it overstimulates the other parts of your brain that weren't asleep. So then people will have the side effects like not being able to sleep or mm-hmm. eat or becoming hyper-focused on something or OCD thoughts. That's because the brain is overstimulated in other parts. Okay. So when we use the electrical system, what we're doing is going in and waking up that frontal lobe, getting those electrical systems working better. Yeah. So then you don't need the chemical anymore. <laughs> oh my God, that's fascinating. I always say like throwing medicine at stuff doesn't feel right to me because I feel like a lot, I mean, I mean, I know it's useful in some sure, situations, sure. but it's like, I feel like when you read about even the side effects of medicine, it's like, you're going to get better on this, but then you're going to have all these other issues. And so like what you just described makes total sense to me because you want to wake up that one space, but then you have all these other things that are impacted in your body that aren't necessarily good reactions. Correct. There is a place for modern medicine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm not there to say that we can't ever use it, but that's not always the solution and it shouldn't be the first solution. Yeah. 
So I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about, um, it was beta, gamma, these words that I was like, I've heard Sherry say these things, but I don't really, oh, Delta, Delta that was the other one. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, because I, I keep using the words, my brain just goes to sleep. Sure. But can you do the technical And terms? I say you're in Delta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the frequency of the wave, that's mm-hmm. what they're talking about. So Delta is what genuinely puts you to sleep at night. When you crawl into bed and you close your eyes and you're drifting off, that's Delta. Okay. Um, that's where you should be. Theta is the next one. Theta is kind of like when you're in a dreamlike state, you're awake, but you're not really having to focus on anything. You might be watching TV and just kind of drifting off. You might mm-hmm. just be looking out at, at nature, and that's kind of the theta. Okay. Um, then we move into alpha. Alpha is when you're engaged. You're not overly working, but you can, you're on focus with things. You can listen to things and report back. And then you move into beta. And beta is when you're really crunching right now we're in beta because we're thinking about what we want to talk about and you're thinking about what you want to respond with that's beta there's different times and different places for all of them they're all important but the problem is if say you're in delta Mm -hmm. all the time then you're basically sleepwalking Mm -hmm. so things don't feel clear Um, it's kind of like if i were to come and wake you up in the middle of the night and say hey let's talk about some really deep dark subject your brain would be going, what? What is happening? But that's what happens when you're walking around in Delta all the time. You're absorbing the information, but it doesn't, it kind of almost feels surreal, like it's not really knocking in there. So we want to wake that up. And using low energy neurofeedback, we're able to do that. We're able to stimulate that brain and get it out of Delta and get it working more efficiently. Yeah, because I remember literally feeling like, um, and you told me this was one specific part of my brain that had just been asleep, but I would be starting a sentence and then I just couldn't finish it. Right. Because I was so out of it all the time and it it did feel like sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. Like I was awake, I was here, and there were moments that I was experiencing some sense of normalcy, but I almost wonder if it was just like, because I had felt that before, I knew how it felt. You know, like I really didn't feel connected to my life, if right. that makes sense. Right. That's that delta wave. <laughs> yeah. So I was just asleep. Like you literally told me, I think 95% of my brain was asleep. Yeah. I when think I you had 19 out of 21 sites that were in delta. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about what happens when you come in to see you. And it's because the way we figured out, even that so much of my brain was asleep was because you set me up and we did this like map thing. Right. So what I do is I put two clips on your ear. One's a ground and one's a reference. And then I'm going around to each of the 21 different places that we're specifically working on with the brain. I'm sending in a radio wave at one and a half hertz. That's enough to stimulate that brain wave. So I send in at what I know is a, is a guaranteed one and a half hertz and the brain responds back. So once we've done all 21 of those spots and I'm only on each one for about five seconds, so it doesn't take very long, but once we've gotten that feedback, then I'm able to take a look at the map and I can tell what's working well, what might not be working as well as it should be and what we need to do to move forward. Mm -hmm. I'm able to see how much is in Delta, how much is in Theta and, and so on. And it just gives us an idea of what we need to do to move forward. I love the maps because I think they're very validating. They are. I mean, I think hearing it from you, my experience was like, you said, oh my God, look at this. This is just completely asleep. And you could show me. It was the most relief that I think I've felt in a couple years, honestly, because I had experienced so many things back to back to back. I also had COVID multiple times and we'll get into that too. But like, 
I felt like I was crazy and I was stuck. Mm -hmm. Like I was just feeling this feeling of, will I ever feel like myself again? And I just don't feel like myself. I couldn't work the way that I knew I was capable of. Like I'm a very driven person. I couldn't, I just didn't want to be around people. Everything was like, there was no self-starting and I'm usually really good at that. So to hear you say, well, your brain is asleep. No wonder because everything felt like so much effort all the time. And so it just needed to be woken up and like, Helped put back on the right path, I mm-hmm. think is what you explained to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And look at you now. And look at me now. I mean, <laughs> I'm halfway awake still, I think. <laughs> we woke up really early to try to do this. But um, but yeah, so can you do one more description of the, because one thing that was really validating for me was like, we talked about those pathways and we've touched on this a little bit, but whenever you experience something traumatic, you said something will like pop up and then we push it down and our brain just tries to like go around like a pothole. It is. It's a pothole. If you think about all of these brain waves and there are hundreds of thousands of neurotransmitters in your brain and they're all on different paths trying to get to the same place. The information comes in through your eyes and your ears, but it actually starts in the very back part of your brain down towards your brainstem and it moves forward. So when that information should be running in the same direction, same speed, and everything should be running efficiently. But when there's a pothole, what it does is it reroutes around that. Mm -hmm. Um, I always use the example in the office, if you're eight years old and you're on the playground and somebody's picking on you, that's traumatic to an eight-year-old. You as an adult can say, ah, it's not big a deal. Or somebody that's never had that trauma can say, ah, that's not that big a deal. But that eight-year-old is really worried about going back to the playground the next day. So they push down that feeling because it's big and it's ugly and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, now when the brain waves come up, it can't go over that or it would trigger it. So it, it creates that new pathway. So that happens when you're eight, but then things happen when you're 10 and 12 and 20. And life happens. Um, there's a lot of things that we can talk about in talk therapy or talk about with your friends or whatever. And you do get through those traumas, but there's lots of little things that get left behind. So when we're rerouting, Um, and trying to get the brain working back efficiently, what it does is it lifts the feeling that got stuck behind. Not necessarily the memory, but the feeling that came up. So typically as we're starting to move things, you might feel anger or you might Mm -hmm. feel sadness or you might feel grief. Those are feelings that you pushed down and didn't want to deal with. And they just kind of come up and they're coming as a bubble. It's not like you have this overwhelming urge of anger, but it's just like, Ooh, where did that come from? And then it's gone. It's literally disappears. And so if you do remember something that would have evoked that feeling, the memory isn't attached to it anymore. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. 
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That is the case. Like this time you do a session, maybe a day or two after, I would be feeling a little bit of an after effect. And this doesn't happen every time. It was more at the beginning. And I think you told me it was because I had suppressed stuff so much, Mm -hmm. which is wild because I do a lot. Like I thought of all people, I wouldn't be suppressing necessarily because I do a lot of therapy. I do 12 step groups, you know, like I talk things out. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I was maybe pushing the feelings down because it can get to be too much right. over time. Right. Um, and so whenever that comes up now, like I can think about stuff logically and I don't feel like it's going to kill me or, right. nece- or send me into a panic attack right. necessarily. Like right. I'm just not associating a feeling. Mm-hmm. So how, how, why do our brains do that? Like I'm just so fascinated by our brains because on small things, maybe like the first time as an eight year old that you go through something, we can kind of like work our way through it or like our brain can heal itself. But then is it just over time after so many things, it just has to start suppressing because it's too much. Mm -hmm. It's how, it's how your brain deals with things. You know what fight or flight is? Yes. Fight or flight was designed for our bodies to get us out of imminent danger. When there is something, if there's a grizzly bear coming at you, your heart rate increases, your thinking gets really fast, um, you can move a lot quicker, and it's supposed to be there so that you can get out of that imminent danger. Um, When things are perceived that way and we don't move through it, Mm -hmm. when there's a situation that's happening, and it happens all the time when something is chronic or consistent, 
our brain goes into what's called fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. Freeze is what happens when it just literally locks up. Things are too big, too scary. I don't know what to do, so I'm just in that frozen pattern. When that freeze happens, everything shuts down. Everything gets really rigid. The brain waves get rigid. Um, your way of thinking gets rigid. And you don't realize that at the time that you're not moving beyond it. But when you're in that frozen pattern, everything starts to become frozen. Okay, so that's our reaction. What are you seeing as far as we mentioned the gun violence stuff happening specifically in Nashville? But I mean, this is across the nation too. There's just so much happening all the time. Are you seeing people come in and just constant fight or flight or in such big trauma reactions that they're not functioning? Like, is it gone on a rise? It absolutely has gone on a rise, and I have my own opinions on that. Obviously, when something traumatic like that happens, we're having that here in our own community right now, you automatically go into freeze. Uh-oh, what if? Yeah. Um, that's what a freeze is supposed to do. So we've okay. got to go in there and calm the brain down. And not everybody has to come in and see me to be able to do that. But you have to be cognizant whoa, I'm there. Mm -hmm. I need to do some breathing or I need to get mm -hmm. out in nature. I need to, to have some conversations. I need to do something to get me out of that. Um, but I'm also finding the 24 news cycle has been mm -hmm. a big one for me because I think that we weren't designed to be in trauma all the time. Right. And when there's a 24 hour loop of news, there isn't 24 hours worth of news happening all the time. So the news is designed to engage you and they do it with loud voices and big things. And when there's a 20 minute loop and every 20 minutes you're hearing <gasps> yeah. pretty soon your brain doesn't know it's not happening every 20 minutes. So your brain goes, uh Oh, let's take cover and it goes into that frozen position. So mm -hmm. I think the news part of it has a lot to do with it. I think social media has a lot to do with it. Um, I'm not against social media, but I think you have to be aware that it's not reality. What you're watching is only a small little glimpse into somebody's life or somebody's thing. And when people start to compare their lives to what they think they're seeing, um, reality becomes very askewed in the brain. And again, the brain doesn't know that's not real. It can only go with what it sees. Yeah. Um, so that's a big part of it. Video games is another thing. Again, not anti-video games, but I have seen such a rise, especially in kids with anger issues. And I think so much of it's coming from video games. There's so many things that I think we're just being exposed to on a daily basis. And we're getting away from walking in the park and playing outside and, and getting the natural sources of dopamine and serotonin that we yeah. need. Yeah, well, we talked about this last week on the podcast. I have a co-host on Fridays and we gave our opinions about exactly what you just said. And most of it was it's the oversaturation all the time. Like right. it's like what you said about the news wanting to just catch our attention or social media, even like since the covenant shooting happened, it's like I can't take that in all the time. It's just so much about everyone posting about what to do, which is great. I'm glad people are like wanting to be active However, my brain can't handle that. And so we said, protect your brains. And I think so much, we're just unconsciously walking around, not thinking about what we're absorbing. So it is important. You're validating that right now. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I love that you mentioned too, to go get the natural chemical things like walking. Walking has saved my life since yep. the pandemic. I mean, getting the vitamin D and all of that stuff. It's To me, it's all of these different ways to like regulate my nervous system Yep. that 
I wouldn't think are doing that, but they're very important, right? Oh, 15 or 20 minutes. This is really interesting, but 15 or 20 minutes of walking. And it doesn't have to be a fast walk. It doesn't have to be done for exercise, but just 15 or 20 minutes actually activates the chemicals from your gut to your brain. 85% of all the chemicals that make you happy, the dopamine, the serotonin, the Mm -hmm. oxytocin, all the things that they try to supplement through medication all come from your gut. So if your gut's not healthy, your brain's not healthy. What? I did not And it's all that. regulated through there. So when you walk for that 15 or 20 minutes, it actually starts the regulation. It starts pulling up those chemicals. So that's, that's why you feel better when you walk back in after being outside. Yeah. And it is. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Game changer. Do. I have a little route I do in my neighborhood. And it's like anytime I'm feeling super stressed... I go do that. And I've always thought maybe it's just like, okay, it's giving me the concept of like the world is so much bigger than what's happening right in my office that day. You know what I mean? Like and it that's just, part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's cool. Our brains are actually just trying to keep us safe all the time. Absolutely. So they're working for us. That's it's just right. sometimes it's like they go on these pathways that don't necessarily. Well, we're not working us. for them, it, for the yes. brain because we're inloading the brain with so many things that it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, if you think back to the prehistoric brain, that's it right. never knew it was going to see all the things that it sees today. Oh my God, could you imagine? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, a hundred years ago. Right. 10 years ago, let's right. be real. I remember as a kid watching the Jetsons. Yep. And like, I mean, obviously we don't have flying cars, cars or anything like that, but we have cars. everything else. Yeah, we have a lot of the other stuff. So it's kind of crazy. Um, okay, let's shift to COVID because mm-hmm. I think this is like a one-two punch of multiple things because we touched on the trauma stuff, which I would imagine a global pandemic and like everything shutting down is a pretty big mass trauma for our brains, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that, but then there's also the physical aspects of the actual illness. And like I said this to you, but I think I was exposed, I don't know, a month ago. And I knew because you've done so much to help me with my brain coming out of that fog And I kind of went back into it. And then I went to see you and you were like, yeah, you went back into Delta in these certain spots or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, I think I did get exposed. So can you talk us through both of those things? Like what happened to people's brains during the pandemic? What did you see? And then also the physical aspects of just having actual COVID. Well, sure. Well, you think about the whole pandemic. I mean, that was terrifying for everybody. Nobody knew what was happening, what was going to happen, how to protect ourselves. The financial part of the world was, I mean, everything was in a total chaos. Yeah. And so that's when fight or flight is supposed to happen. Uh Uh-oh, what do we need to do? How do we get prepared? But that went on for certainly a year and a half or two years before people started to feel like, oh, wait, we're going to be okay. We're going to be able to maintain. So absolutely, that was more um, difficult for some people than others, but I think everybody was affected. You look at the kids and the schooling and the teachers and the parents trying to take care of it and all the misinformation or changing information that was happening, there became this really big struggle with trust. Mm -hmm. Um, because who do you trust? Do you trust the media? Do you trust the government? Do you trust your friend on Facebook that said one thing and you believe another? And when you don't trust, guess what you do? You go back into fight or flight again. So here we go again. So that was definitely a big hit to lots and lots of people, but probably more important is what I started to see, um, physically with the brain. 
in November of 20, I had COVID for the first time. I do this to myself every two weeks. It keeps me on task with things. It keeps me um, running efficiently. And so when I did my map in December, I was like, what happened? Why am I in Delta? No, that can't possibly be. All 21 of the places that I worked on was in Delta, which I didn't understand. That didn't make any sense to me. I thought there was something wrong with my machine. I sent it off to have it recalibrated. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they said, no, there's nothing wrong. And I thought, well, that means it's my brain. What happened like, to my brain? Okay. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And so other people I was working with, they were fine, but my brain was still showing Delta. And this, again, this is at the very beginning of COVID, so nobody knew anything. By January and February of that year, I started seeing drips of people coming in with the same thing. And I started thinking, huh, you had COVID, I had COVID. So I just started making my own notes. I started journaling what I was seeing, but there wasn't anything out there that anybody was talking about. And so then in about March or April, I had a client came in that was a cardiologist and I told him what I was seeing. And he said, huh, we're seeing four or five people a week coming in post COVID with those same symptoms. And he said, you know, brain fog, uh, struggling to remember names and words, um, all the things. And he said, 
I don't know what to do with them. We've done blood work, we've done chest x-rays, and we don't know what's going on. So he sent a couple of them over to me, which was great because then I had their their medical records and I was able to look at them. And sure enough, they were in Delta as well. So I started calling it COVID brain because I yeah. didn't know what else to call it, but yeah. that's what it was. Um, I see probably more COVID brain than I see anything right now. And this is three years in and I'm still seeing it. And it just puts your brain to sleep. So yeah. I think there's millions of people all over the world rocking around, feeling very unmotivated, brain fog, struggling to have motiv- uh, motivation or sleep. Sleep mm-hmm. gets really off mm-hmm. with it. Um, staying on task with something for any length of time. Oh, that was a big one. Because mm-hmm. I would start something and then I would work for 10 minutes and it was like, one, I was exhausted. Yep. But then two, um, I couldn't focus anymore. Yep. And that is so unlike me. Like all of the things you just described are exactly what it's like. So it's crazy. And then it's just like, also, um, I just wonder if it's like the more you have it, the more, is it just like, it goes deeper? It like, I think so. I think it just kind of sends you back because yeah. I've had it three times and yeah. every time it seems to hit me, um, not physically harder, but mentally, right. it seems to take me right back there pretty quickly. And are, do you recognize like I do? It's like a very specific fog. It is. And you're like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I must have COVID yep, again or that's something. That's right. No, that's right. Um, I also was thinking, too, when you said like the lack of motivation, to me, it's like a vicious cycle because that is true as well, which is then depressing And then it like, so it just works, it kind of all manifests together. And then it's like really hard to get anything done or to get any sort of motivation. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. And what about um, the taste and smell stuff? Because someone told me that's a neurological issue. That is a neurological issue. I have seen mixed results with that, with what I do. Some people have had great results and we've been able to get it back on because it's a nerve connection. Uh, Other people, they still struggle with it. Same thing with tinnitus. What's tinnitus? Um, it's when you hear the ringing in your ears all the time. Oh, yeah. Some people get great results and other people don't seem to be affected when I help them. So that can come from your brain, too. Mm-hmm. That is from your brain. Wow. What's the number one thing you see like that people come in? Cause, oh, you said COVID recently. Mm-hmm. but Anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, when I first started, I used to own a school. And so I really thought um, ADHD would be the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. And I do see a lot of that. And we Mm -hmm. have a couple people in the office that are specifically working with with children. And so we do see a lot, but I had no idea how rampant anxiety and depression and stress. Yeah. People just don't talk about it. No, they just just don't talk about it. Yeah. So you can work with kids. Oh, yes. We work from age two to 82. <laughs> two to 82. Okay. Why 82 is the cutoff? No, that's just the number I have in there right now. He's 82. <laughs> He's 83. We can't help you. That's, Sorry. No, he can still come in. I'll change it. <laughs> um, okay. I could, this is so fascinating to me, but I think the biggest thing I hear over and over is our brains can heal. They, our brains can heal. They are very strong. They always want us to just survive. Like they're just putting us in some sort of survival mode, even if that's fight or flight. That, mm-hmm. that is our survival, is survival attempt. Absolutely. So be kind to your brain. Be kind to your brain. Drink lots of water. Get okay. out in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Take an omega. 
I'm always big on omegas. Okay. Get your gut healthy. Yeah. Um, the gut is a really big part of it. Sleep. Sleep is really, really important. Mm-hmm. People tr- tend to push that to the side, but this is one real interesting thing I'll tell you about the brain. Um, when you go to sleep, there the brain doesn't have a filter like the kidney or the liver. Okay. So what happens when you go to sleep, the brain washes itself with a fluid, and it takes all the toxins from the day and puts it into your bloodstream and gets it out. If you don't have a minimum of six to eight hours of sleep, that cycle never finishes. So it's like a dishwasher that doesn't finish the cycle and oh leaves a little God. crud on the on the forks. Yeah. You don't want crud on your forks. No. <laughs> you need to sleep. So sleep is really, really important. And if you get four hours one night and then you say, well, I'll just pick up eight the next night, that's not enough for it to recover. What do you do if you get four hours one night then? <laughs> well, I mean, you obviously that, that happens, but okay. if you put yourself on that that thing okay. and you say, I'll catch up on the weekend. You can't really For every catch hour up. that you've missed, it takes three hours to catch it up. Oh, so, dang. Yeah, you're going to be sleeping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that with like travel sometimes. Yeah, yeah of course. Doing, like, of course. Yeah. But that's what throws your cycle off Yeah, um, when you don't get good sleep. That's amazing. Okay, well, if people are interested in working with you or learning more about this, where can they find you? You can find me at HarmonizedBrainCentersTN.com. We also have an office in uh, Colorado, and that's HarmonizedBrainCenters.com. Okay. And that's my brother, and he does a great job as well. Oh, my gosh, family business. Family business. And we've got six practitioners here, so we see people from eight. Two to 82. Yes. If you're struggling with the COVID stuff, you guys, I highly, it's like changed my life. Truly. I Thank mean, you. it's been I'm very, very that. helpful. So anyway, highly recommend. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm so I'm glad, so we, glad we finally got yes. together. We did it. We did it. We did it. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.